Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to another edition of Under Review with Eric Grossman, episode number six on the Sports Fluent Network. Um, yeah, so a lot of things are happening at the Sports Fluent Network. Uh, there's some uh, big news that's about to drop um, momentarily, I would say. Uh, so, you know, check it out. Keep your eyes and ears open and, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see what we'll see what happens. It's going to be exciting. Um Things are expanding and uh, it's, it's looking good. I'm excited about it. Uh, so this is number six, under review with Eric Grossman. And this episode is going to be called Texas Rangers, Please Don't Do It. <laughs> and I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to get to that part at the end. But for now, I'm going to start off uh, with the reason why I actually haven't, uh, haven't done one of these in a while. I wanted to let my last episode kind of sit there for a moment because... It's a it was a serious it's a serious issue. It's something that goes on in, in the world of sports. That's sexual harassment uh, towards women, but it could be sexual harassment towards anybody. It doesn't necessarily have to be women, but in this case, it is. Um, and I would I wanted to keep it on there for a while. I did episode number five was this ain't right, so fix it. And basically, what that meant was uh, I was talking about the Mickey Calloway situation in Major League Baseball, how he's right now under investigation by MLB um, this is I'm gonna I'm gonna explain it a little bit again it was when uh, five women came uh, from five five women from the sports media industry uh, accused him of making inappropriate advances towards them so Mickey Calloway uh, is currently a pitching coach with the Los Angeles Angels and he's on leave right now while they're doing their investigation so basically what happened was these these five women in the industry media industry uh, came out they spoke to the athletic uh, who did a big expose on on everything that had happened, dating back for Mickey Calloway, dating back all the way to the beginning of his um, coaching career with Cleveland, with Cleveland Indians. That that was all the way back from 2010 to 2017 when he was with Cleveland. He later then joined with the Mets, continued to do his. Uh, and this is what he's being. Um, this is this is what they're investigating right now. He's um, you know with those years with Cleveland and then he had two years with uh, as being the manager of the Mets from 2018 to 2019 and the allegations didn't stop there and even his last season with the Angels which would have been 2020 I believe he again same thing so this has obviously been a, a pattern of his this is what he's been doing and he's been getting away with it or he had been getting away with it until until these uh, women in the media industry came came forth and unfortunately you know to to kind of jump on what I was you know what I was saying on my last episode is unfortunately it's it's been put on the women in in the industry to fix these things and by fixing it I mean coming forth that seems to be the when the bomb drops and if that doesn't happen things just continue to go the way they go and you know I was last episode I was uh, you know I got a little heated <laughs> I got a little I got I you know it was it was a heated one because you know I've been in the in the business for a while I, I you know, I, I, I've never seen anything firsthand. Um, you know, you hear things sometimes. I, I just never saw it, but I know they exist. I know that. I know they exist in sports. I know they exist in baseball. I know they exist in basically every industry, which is what I mentioned last time. I mean, this happens in every industry. It's just this time it happened to rock the, um, you know, the sports world, the baseball world. And it's something where you're in a situation now where everyone who's been associated who had associated with mickey calloway uh are kind of trying to kind of save themselves now they're they're you know everyone's in a bind and everyone's panicking because you know when things happen when these when these things were materializing 
and they knew about it, you're, com- you know, you're complicit. So you're, you're part of the problem if you don't do anything to fix it, basically. Not thinking years later, this is actually going to come back and bite you in the ass. And that's what happens with these. Th- you don't think about that when it's happening in present time. You're just like, well, whatever. It's just Mickey being, you know, Mickey, Mickey, Mickey you know. I- I'm just thinking out loud. I don't know if this is what people think, but it's like, you know, whatever. Mickey being Mickey, it's not my business. I, you know, it doesn't affect my job. So, you know, and it's a it's a vicious cycle. And, and Callaway, you know, those those guys, they're protected, uh, you know. Again, I, I don't want to keep saying that, you know, I, I did say this all in that last podcast. I know how they're protected. They're protected through uh, many means within the organization. Um, if this was something that happened and if he, you know, if he wasn't connected, uh, you know, they they happen quicker. You get penalized quicker. You get um, charged quick, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever it is. Uh, so, you know, I I just don't want to see it continue the way it's, you know, the way it's going, how in order for these things to stop, you know, these women have to come forth um, because if they don't, it just they just keep on happening. And it's it's not right. It's it's a broken system. And I just find it. I don't know. I, I don't know what the word is. I just I find it silly that MLB, you know, are basically doing an investigation on their own people, on you know, within themselves. So it's basically if you like if you commit a crime and you're the one that has to investigate it. I mean, no, they didn't do any. It, it wasn't Major League Baseball's. Uh, they didn't do it firsthand. But, you know, if they had any knowledge whatsoever, uh, if anything had been brought towards them beforehand, what, you, they're, they're not really going to call themselves out. So who, you know, where do you go from there? And this thing, in this investigation, I know they take time. There's a lot of people they want to interview and everything. But, you know, I just, I don't have a lot of confidence in it. And it's taken a long time. It really shouldn't. I mean, everything is in that article. I mean, it's not like they didn't have the sources. Um, it sounded like this, this, you know, they kept saying it was the worst kept secret in baseball. And if it was the worst kept secret in baseball, I just have a hard time believing when Mark Shapiro and Mark and Ross Atkins say that they didn't know. And then I have a problem with, I, I just, to me, it just sounds like they're pretending. And then, you know, you have that guilty feeling where it's like, you want to take some kind of responsibility. So you start apologizing, but I just, I really don't know what they're apologizing for. Um, I don't, I didn't understand. So you're apologizing for being, you know, uh, what is that word? It, I think Mark was saying it just because it happened under his watch and that, you know, he should have, there's things he should have done better and blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, I don't buy it. It's one of those things where, you know, you may, everyone kind of does, you know, if you, if you mess up and this is a bit more than just messing up, this is, this is a little more serious than that, but, and then you want to kind of, some people did take onus. They, they kind of, you know, say like, okay, I did that. But you don't, you, you want to leave a little bit of room to say like, well, it wasn't all bad. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll give my, you know, I was wrong here, but in the grand scheme of things, no, no, no. If, if you're, there's no way if it was the worst kept, worst kept secret that the president of the organi- Cleveland Indians organization wouldn't know about it. It's just, you just didn't do anything about it. That's, that's the difference. Because Callaway had such a, you know, prominent role in the, with the pitching staff I mean, no one really wants to mess that up right god forbid all the employees who had to suffer through all that the female employees had to suffer through that you know they want to that's okay don't have to touch that but when it comes to a pitching staff i mean every you know i don't want to get i don't want to get too much into it i'm going to start rant, rambling again and ranting on it but i i just I, I just have a hard time believing it and what really upset me was when um mark then starts applauding and 
you know, Chris Iannetti, who's the uh, you know now the president and GM of the of the Indians, um, you know he's saying how what a great leader he is and what a great this he is, and you know he's I'm sure he's a fantastic uh, baseball guy. I, he has to be. There's no doubt about it. But Mark takes pride in you know because this guy was under my wing and I was he was my protege and I was his mentor. So of course he must be a great leader. I mean, give me a break. I mean, you don't need to. He doesn't. You don't need to do that. And. I mean, if if all these things happen under his watch, then you're both you're both guilty as far as I'm concerned, whether they find you guilty or not. So, anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it at that. Um, I just hope that they the investigation kind of wraps up soon because otherwise it just kind of just gets lost, doesn't it? I I mean I know it's these aren't this isn't exciting and this isn't as exciting as opening day, which was which has actually happened today, and so I'm recording today on opening day for Major League Baseball, and I know you. This is everyone. Get, everyone gets their juices flowing here with opening day. It's exciting. You know who's going to be good, who's going to be bad, who's not going to be good, who's not going to be bad. Which who are the best hitters? Who are the best players? Who's going to make your rosters? Blah 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 blah. And the other stuff, the more really important, you know, social issues kind of just get pushed under the rug. And um, it's not done on purpose. It's just that's just the way it happens. But I hope in this case that uh, it doesn't and that it gets resolved soon. And and you know. People, uh, women in the industry can start feeling a little better and safer. I, I, I'm just, I'm just hoping that the cycle at some point breaks and things can start moving in a, in a, in a way better direction where everybody's treated properly and that's all anyone asks is just to be treated with respect. That's it. Uh, that, that's all I got for that one. So basically, so another another issue that that popped up in the in the sporting world uh, was. So there's Miles Leonard. Miles Leonard, uh, with the he was previously with the Miami Heat. He, it, he Miles Leonard had a, he has a following on Twitch where he plays these um, like he plays these video games. This one's called Call of Duty, and and one of the I'm sure people have heard about it. But so Miles Leonard was playing with you know so, you know someone on Twitch with his you know the Call of Duty. You know he's got over a million followers on there watching him. And he and he uttered a racial slur and was very anti-Semitic towards the Jewish people. And I'm not going to repeat the word because it's it's disgusting. And I don't, you know, if anyone knows what I'm talking about, you you know what he said. And look, he got fined fifty thousand dollars for it um, by the NBA. And I I was reading about it and I was like, okay, well, why is it, why is it? Could they not do more? Could they not? Can they not make an example? I mean, could they not do something more than fifty thousand dollars? I mean. It sounds basically to me that sounds like when you're a kid and you get grounded. It's like okay, no, go to your room. No video games for a week. No allowance. Don't come out until uh, don't come out until you say you're sorry. Blah 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 blah. And I just think that was low. And I think in today's day and age, okay, in today's day and age, with everything going on in the world, it is. I mean, now is the time. Where you got to make, you got to make, we're just talking about athletes here, but you've got to make these athletes more, I just find they're too comfortable. Everyone's too comfortable uh, in their, in their surroundings and, and just talking and, 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 and not thinking about what they're saying. So when you're watching him play that, in that video, you can see the way his behavior is, the way he was talking he went through a Rolodex of, you can hear it in his head. You can, before he came out with that word, he paused because he was going through a bunch of 
probably in his mind, all these different racial slurs he can say. He just kind of landed on that one. I don't know why he just did. He landed on that one, and it's it's terrible. And I mean, it goes without saying. I just I just think that athletes today and age. I'm just talking about athletes here. It could be anyone. It could be any enter- entertainer, actors, musicians, whatever, what have you. You've got to be conscious. You've got to always pretend that a mic is on you at all times. It's it's not the greatest thing in the world to have to always think that way, but it's in a way it's kind of what you signed up for. When you have that that many people following you and that ma- many people interested in you, and especially if you're live, if you're going live, you got a hot mic. You're on you're on social media. You're live, okay? Whether whether it's Twitch live or whether it's Instagram live, YouTube live, whatever. If you wouldn't say it in a press conference, okay, he's, so he's a player, so he's an NBA player. If you wouldn't say it in a press conference, then you can't say it on social media. It's the exact same thing. Social media doesn't give you um, any right or justice. Be like, well, it's only I'm I'm a, I'm on a keyboard. I'm writing it. It's not the same. It's no. It's worse. It's worse because you can't even take it back, and it's worse because it's on there forever. You know, if you say something to a reporter or say something to a media person it's still not good and it still gets blasted and it'll still be there but once you have that on your own record basically it doesn't go anywhere you know and recently i kevin durant i saw he i love kevin durant i i think you know but i i just michael rapaport him and michael rapaport got into it on twitter michael rapaport's that uh he's an nba you know nba fan but he's you know he was he's an actor and and, you know podcast host and he's a a famous person like he he's out there and they got on it on on uh, on twitter and Kevin Durant, he was just talking all kinds, like his, the language that he was using on there. It, I, I'm not going to say like you should just ignore people who are antagonizing you if that's what he was doing. I don't know. But look, he's got Kevin Durant and he knows this and he's, a, he's apologized for it today. You're, he's, he's saying all these horrible things on, on Twitter or, or wherever they were arguing. It could have been Instagram or whatever. He's, they've got, you've got kids and you've got you know, whatever, kids, anyone, he's got a fan base and they're watching him use that language. And this is what I tell everybody. I say Kevin Durant is one of the best basketball players in the entire world. It doesn't mean he needs to be your hero. It doesn't mean you need to look up to him. It doesn't mean that. I'm not saying you can't because everyone has the freedom to do whatever whatever they want. It's not for me to say. He's an entertainer. I get it. I get it. He's the greatest, one of the greatest players. I, I understand that. But I've always told, do not look up to these athletes or whoever as role models or as unless they give you a reason to do that you know you take a lebron james but there's many there's i'm just using lebron james as an example athletes who go above and beyond to make a difference and and create change you know kyrie irving is 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 the same who who's putting their 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 time and effort into building things into donating and 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 trying to make a, a difference those are the ones that you can look up to in, in a way i'm not even saying kevin Durant doesn't do that i'm just saying that they're flawed and, and like everybody else they're flawed um it's just something that i would i would recommend people not to look up to them that way because this is what happens you know if my if you're a miami fan and you're uh, you know miles leonard you you know if you're if you're just a fan you you cheer for the guy you you have an, you feel like you have an attachment to him and then they let you down that's the problem. They let they can let you down. You know, I I, I would be let down if if I heard uh, if I was a fan of the Miami Heat and one of their players talked like that and used those kind of hateful words. And look, it ha- it happens. He's not the first. He's not going to be the last. I just feel like today's day and age, with everything that's going on in society, 
especially what's going on in the Asian community. I mean, give me a break. I mean, it's, I couldn't even imagine uh, what, what it would be like to be a, 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 an Asian person right now in, in Canada or United States or where, wherever. It, it, it's just, it's so heartbreaking. And there's just so much going on now that you have to be conscious, athletes, or entertainers, whatever, you have to be conscious of that fact. And don't be so comfortable where you feel like you can just shoot whatever shit you want out of your mouth because it's just these things these things can happen uh i i i'm also a firm believer in in second chances i'm i'm a i'm a firm believer in owning up to things but you gotta you gotta own up to it properly what i mean what i mean by that is i'm tired of seeing these almost when they come out with the, they have to come out with a statement afterwards. And, and you know, I have a PR, ba- I know PR was my thing, so I have a background in it. And if I was, and I've, I've wrote, I've written some statements before, and I always try to. You do not want to put another excuse in there because it just feels like you move backwards when you do that. So you start, you start digging. You've done it. Everyone, everyone saw what you said. Everyone heard it. Every, you know, the videos out there. It's no secret. You made a horrible, horrible. I hope you know that it's a mistake and you can learn from it but don't ever put an excuse in there i something to the fact that i think he said something to the fact of well i didn't know it was such a hurtful word i didn't know what it meant blah 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 well if you didn't know what it meant if it wasn't hurtful then why did you use it as a you know why did you use it that way then to you know insult the guy he was playing with on that video game right so he knew it was bad i don't whether you know the exact terminology for or whatever that's besides the point he did it it's a hurtful thing and he knew it was a hurtful thing so there's no need to make up an excuse when you're doing your apology so when you do your apology here's what you do you say you messed up you say how horrible it is how how horrible it was and that you're going to do better and here's how i'm going to do better i'm going to do a b and c watch me and after that you don't need to backpedal. You just go ahead and say, what are your plans? What, what are you going to do differently now? What's going to change? Here are the things that I'm going to do. And then, and then that's it. And then it's up for you, you know, for you to decide whether you want to forgive or not. You don't have to. You don't have to. You can uh, as well. And who knows? This might be it for him. I think he, he got traded at the deadline in Oklahoma for draft picks. So, they kinda, so Miami then used them as an asset, which I think is kind of sick in, in its own way. Because, you know, if I'm Miami, I would have made a... I, me personally, you know, if I'm, I would have made an example out of him. All they did was just, again, send him to his room. Just, they just said, just, just stay away until, you know, let's give it about a week or two for the trade deadline. Then we're going to trade January and we'll see you later. Thanks for everything. Bye-bye. And then Oklahoma, obviously, Oklahoma City was like, okay, we'll take him. Then we'll release him, get the draft picks, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Fine. So now he's out there. So now he's out. You know, he's, he's a free agent. He's not, as far as I know, he's just like kind of like an average player. So who knows if he gets signed? There's obviously going to be some baggage with him when he, when it does happen, but it could be a while from now. People might forget. It's not you know he'll sign with a team, and a the team then has to take whatever happens when they get it. So he might have some negative PR behind it. Well, to, so be it, and you have to deal with that and say the right things. Say do the right things. There's no excuses. Everyone's everyone's. I just find everyone's just full of shit these days. Where uh, you just just it's okay to be honest. It is. I, I think people we all know you messed up so just just be honest you don't need to make excuses uh, that you know and, and that's basically what I'm what I'm what I'm saying here I, I just think that Adam Silver I, I don't know I don't understand why I keep hearing the fifty thousand dollar fine is the best thing is all they can do there must be something in the p- 
players clause or some or you know players union or something like that i don't know i just think it that's not enough to deter someone from doing it again i, I really don't and, and if that's who you are and that's who you are then you need to change who you are because in today's society you got to be it's got to be on the top of your mind what's going on in today's day and age if it's not you're in trouble uh, especially if you like to talk and especially if you're going to be putting yourself out there uh, you know that that's my two cents on it <laughs> you know and and speaking of this there was that <laughs> there was another one i caught another another kind of something on that same wavelength there's a high school high school basketball uh women's i believe it was women's in Oklahoma, in Oklahoma, there was a sports sports announcer by the name of Matt Rowan, and he calls uh, high school uh, women's basketball uh, in Oklahoma. And he, I think it was during the anthem, the 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 girls team, uh, one of the teams, or maybe it was both. I can't remember. They were they were kneeling for the anthem, and the announcer, this guy uh, Matt Rowan, he. Uh, didn't know he was mic'd up and he just went to he just the most disgusting language the most hurtful racial racist using all the words you know and i mean it was disgusting but he didn't know he was being he was on a hot mic he had no idea obviously (laughs) obviously i hope so you know then here we go so then he comes out with a statement and the statement was something else. And this is exactly what I was just talking about. You're done. As far as I'm concerned, you do something, you say something like that about black people or it could be about any, any race, anything like that. You're gone. Like, yeah, you should, you should come out with a statement or, or the, you know, the broadcast team should come out with this. Someone's got to say something, obviously. And, and, you know, he's going to say something, but you're gone. Now you're gone. There's no strike two. Like, you know, I, I know I said about, you know, people make mistakes. That that to me is not. That's that's more than a mistake. That was like, that's who you are. That you're gonna talk like that. That's who you are. You're gone. I'm not. You're not representing my organization. You're not representing my company. Not, not, not nowhere close. You're gonna. You're out. But, so here's the statement that this guy this guy says. He says, during the Norman High School girls basketball game against Midwest City, I made inappropriate and racist comments, believing that the microphone was off. However, let me state immediately that it is no excuse such comments should have ever been uttered. I have not only embarrassed and disappointed myself, I have embarrassed and disappointed my family and friends. For sure. In an attempt to offer an explanation, Rowan said his diabetes will sometimes cause, will sometimes cause him to say hurtful comments. Then he, then he says again, I will state that I suffer type 1 diabetes and during the game my sugar was spiking. While not excusing my remarks... It is not unusual when my sugar spikes that I become disoriented and often say things that are not appropriate as well as hurtful. I do not believe that I would have made such horrible statements absent my sugar spiking. <laughs> God, I mean, did he not? Did he not talk to anybody before he put that out? Did not he had to? If there's one person in this world, I don't know who would have been a friend, a, a, a worker, you know, a boss or a brother, a sister, a mother, a father, whoever, whoever it is that he, I hope he bounced it off somebody. And if he bounced that off somebody and that person says, yeah, go ahead and use the, the diabetes excuse. Oh my God. I mean, th- this is what I'm talking about, but I think this is extreme. I, I don't think, I don't understand this one. I think this is extreme. I don't think anyone would be that stupid, but you know, 
here, here we are. So, uh, so the JDRF, a nonprofit advocacy group for type 1 diabetes research, responded in a tweet and they said, there are a lot of symptoms of high blood sugar, but racism is not one of them. I mean, so again, whatever he said, that beginning part, that was it. That's all he needs to say. And, and how are you, what are you going to do now? So how are you going to, to uh, learn from this? And, and what are you going to do different? And, and let's see him. Let's see him. I don't want to, everyone apologizes for everything. Okay. Let's, let's actually see some, some work. Let's see some action. And I got to say, Miles Leonard, from what I understand, getting back to him, I think he's going to, he's, he's has been doing things, whether he wants to or not, I have no idea whether he likes it or not, but, but you know, there, there is an effort there. And from what I've heard there, there seems to be, or what I've seen, there seems to be some effort, you know, he really took it hard, which is great. That's kind of what you, you would hope. Um, but this is just something else. Anyway, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it at that, but you, you get my point. My point is that you don't need to make an excuse and dig yourself deeper in a statement like that. You know, it's, it's disgusting, it's uncalled for, and you're gone. That's it. Um, no, three strikes are out. It's one, one and gone. All right. All right. Enough happy stuff here. So let's, let's get into some different kind of shit. Uh, here's some different kind of shit for you. So the Texas Rangers, okay, the Texas Rangers, I'm going to put this one under review big time, all right? So the Texas Rangers, for some reason, think it's a good idea to allow maximum capacity for their home opener against the Blue Jays on April 5th, okay? So they're going to want, they can expect, they're expecting anywhere from forty to 45,000 people in the stadium, <laughs> Eating their popcorn, licking their fingers, picking their nose. That's what you do. In ba- that's what you do when you watch baseball. By the way, there's a lot of nose picking. You got a lot of time on your hands. You got three and a half hours of solid Texas Rangers baseball to watch. And when you go to a baseball game, you know, if you know, you gotta occupy yourself with something. Most people watch their phones. I don't blame them. And you know, <laughs> your hands are everywhere. Hands are everywhere. You're drinking, you're eating, you have to. You got to keep yourself going with something, right? Um, <laughs> look, I wa- baseball is my life. It was my whole life. I watched enough of it. I've seen over a bazillion games. Um, it can be boring. I get it. Oh, God, I get it. So this is not the point. I'm just, I'm just saying it's how irresponsible. How irresponsible. But it's, it is totally texas i'm sorry it is totally a texas thing to do once the governor of texas said hey everybody you can start burning your masks now uh that was basically the sign where the texas range would be like oh cool all right let's let's have a uh, (laughs) let's let's bring them all in all of a sudden and and you know you're do i need to explain do i need to tell everybody what's going on in the world you know as far as covid goes i mean you you want to have a a super spreader event i mean so i they they say well you know you must wear your mask you know masks are going to be mandatory we're going to make sure you're wearing your mask and wearing your mask wearing your mask you got to be kidding so you're telling me so you're going to have a a, a security guy walk over to a group people and pretend that they care pretend that they're you know hey uh, hey sir hey hey, madam hey hey, miss hey you can you put your your mask oh no you're 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 eating pizza oh you're 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 drinking you got you got a beer there? Yeah. Well, okay. I see. Oh, okay. So obviously you can't wear a mask when you're eating or drinking, of course. Um, 
So, and don't touch anything, by the way, because, you know, <laughs> I mean, you, you, you got to be kidding. I, I don't understand. There's two things I have. There's two things in my head here. There's two things at play. Number one, how dare you, Texas Rangers? How dare you? Uh, allowing, giving people permission, inviting people to come in uh, during this, the where we are in the world right now, as far as, you know, COVID goes. And it's just so irresponsible. Even, even the president of the United States, even Joe Biden said it was wrong. And he even had to speak up about it. But I'm like, but is anybody surprised? Like, I, you know, I'm not that, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm, uh, it upsets me, but it's, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, that's Texas. I saw a vi- I literally saw a video on social media of people in Texas burning their, burning their masks because they don't have to wear them anymore. So that, that, it's off. But apparently the pandemic's over in Texas. I didn't know that. Uh, so, yeah. So the other part of this thing is. It's just so it's just so irresponsible and it's it's such it's such a money grab. It's all about the money. It's money, 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 money. Let's get people in. Let's get let's you know. And look, I, I've I've been I've had many opening days. I've been to you know, I when I worked for the Jays, it was fifteen opening days. And there is something special about opening day. There is. There there there's a vibe, there's a feeling you get, there's that excitement, that hope. Even if you're not a even if you're not you don't have playoff aspirations, like you're not a you're not a contending team. There, you, you, you're everyone's zero and Like everyone's zero and zero. Anything gonna happen? It's sports. Things, things go your way. You never know. It's just such. You know, you have such hope on day one, right? <laughs> I got, and and being at Rogers Center is forty five thousand people in there going nuts, screaming. It's it isn't. It is. It's it's fun. Like I I will say that it's a different game. Day two is a bit of a Debbie Downer. <laughs> Day two's always a Debbie Downer. Day day two, so game number two, um, home game number two, it goes from forty five thousand in game one to about twelve thousand in game two. That's the way. It's a huge drop off. The juices are not flowing that day. Okay, so it's not going to be a problem for Texas after that. It's just the first game. That's going to be for me. That's a bit of an issue. So that's number one. How dare you, Texas? For how dare you, Texas Rangers organization, John Daniels, or whoever makes those decisions. John Daniels being the president, and GM saying that it's it's fine it's gonna be it's it's fine it's okay you know we'll, we'll play it safe everyone's gonna be wearing their mask even when they're drinking and eating apparently and uh don't forget picking your nose too that's important so you know it's a baseball game so it happens you don't even know you're doing it sometimes <laughs> anyway I'm off, I'm off topic number two okay here's the here's the second part of it you don't have to go no one's no one's forcing you to go just because they say it's open just because they say you can come doesn't mean you have to i as long as I, as far as I know, no one has, no one's gonna take you, kidnap you, put you in a car, drive you to the stadium, and force you inside. Right? That's on your own. That's your own thing. But then again, who am I? Who am I speaking about here? I'm speaking about people who live there. And they haven't been taking it seriously from day one. So what? If all of a sudden, they're gonna wake up that morning and be, you know, mask guys all of a sudden. Uh, you know, so they're probably speaking to the right crowd. But doesn't mean you have to go. You know, and why would you go? Why? Why would you? put your health and everyone's health around you all your loved ones why would you put their health in jeopardy to go watch a fucking baseball game a three hour three and a half hour baseball game um give me a break and it's the te- doesn't matter if the, it's a texas rangers so they, they stink but it doesn't that part doesn't actually matter even if they're good at, that's not the point it's just go you know go go for a walk or do some activities outside if you you know if you want to go out and, and get some fresh air and just sit around in the sun. I get that. Uh, you know, uh, watch a game on TV. Even you know, nothing wrong with that. Watch a game on TV if you want. But 
You don't have to go. Just because they say you, you, you don't have to go. But you're going to go for some odd reason. Look, I, I'm okay with some fans. So I, it doesn't have to be empty. I, I understand that. It, th- that it, this is going to be around for a while, COVID. It, it is. You have to work around it. I understand that. So, you, you know, you, you have a limit of how many people, but it's just so irresponsible to have a full stadium of them. I mean, give me a break. And I don't know. I think, I think my, my, my take on it is just, just you got to be able to walk, I think, or you, you got to be able to crawl before you walk, and you got to be able to walk before you run, and you got to be able to run before you sprint. I mean, you got to take things a little slowly. I just think that they hit, they're going for that grand slam straight away. And it's, I think it's morally wrong. It's completely irresponsible, and it's, it is, I think it's a shame. You know, I, I, I read this. There was this article from the New York Daily News. New York Daily News, they, they did this big, big piece on, on the Texas Rangers and their whole thought process behind it and what they've been doing since COVID started. It's not a good look for the Texas Rangers. So they interviewed two full-time employees with the Rangers who obviously did not give their identities. Why would they? These two full-time employees who had been employees there for a while, they're front-facing employees. So they're basically sounded like a customer service job. So it's, it's like a, you know, your customer experience. Like, so when you go to a game, not necessarily an usher, but someone that needs to be around the people, they need to be around people. And they were very worried and they have been worried since this whole pandemic started a year ago. So a year ago, when this whole thing started, a lot of teams, as you saw, not right away, but it kind of happened slowly. They started cutting salaries and cutting jobs, uh, teams like sports teams. And uh, that was common. It was understood. I understand it. It's it's terrible, but but that's kind of just how it. Ha- that's just what happened. The Rangers didn't. They 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 didn't. But it always comes with. But nothing's free in this world. So something always comes with. Uh, there's always something that comes. So the deal was: we won't fire you, or we won't let you go, or temporarily lay you off, whatever the furlough, whatever the terms that they use. Uh, and won't reduce your salary, but. The trade is you need to come into work every single day and be accountable every single day. And we need to see you here every single day. See you here, meaning I see you in the office with everybody else coughing and sneezing. Okay. And this is when, this is when masks weren't even cool yet. Okay. This was right at the beginning. And uh, everything I've just said about Texas, I don't think masks were priority number one. Safety, health, re- you know, I don't think that was ever a priority, you know, for them. So these, so these, so these employees are having to come to work. They have no other choice to go into work guess what i read the article the quotes were saying the quotes from these staff were saying that they don't even have health care okay that's a problem it's a problem because if they don't come to work they don't get paid so if they get sick because they're coming to work every single day being around other sick people um and even when the games start when they're going to be around fans coming in um that they're the ones that are going to be dealing with the fans they're the ones going to be close to the fans so if they get sick that's it I mean, what are you going to do? You, you're put in a corner. It's much like what's happening here in Canada now, what, you know, with sick pay and everything. It's just, give me a break. I mean, you, you've got to protect. They don't have health care, so you can't ask them to do these things. Something has to give. Something, you've got to give them something. So this is the other thing. So when you have 45,000 people in there, it's, you're putting everyone in danger. And that's my point. You're putting your, fan, your fans in danger. You're putting your staff in danger. But really, I don't think if they cared, they wouldn't do it. It's all about the money. The money is what makes this is what makes everything spin around. It's it's so obvious, and 
it's sad. I mean, but that's the way it is. It's like how, how we got to make some more money. We got to make money back. We lost a lot of money. Like every team, every sport, everyone's losing money. You know, this, I get it. But there's got to be a better way and it should be more in unison. Everyone should be working together and, and, and doing this together. And I think everyone's, I think all the sports, like the major sports, have realized that fans just want to see sports. Sports is always seems it's always going to be king. You know, people want to watch sports. They want to be entertained. It's fun. I get it. I understand, but I think Dave. Everyone's realized the NBA has done it, MLB had done it last year. They're going to do it again. The NFL just did it. Hockey's doing it. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird when you when players when games get canceled, and it's weird when when the Raptors lose five players and seventeen coaches. It's weird. It's weird when San Antonio Spurs don't play for two weeks. It's weird. And the bubble was weird last year. It worked. And fans not being there was weird, but it worked. And I think they've realized that it doesn't matter how we deliver these games, these these sports, these people are going to watch it no matter what. And you'll forget of all the you'll forget all the bad things. You just really want to watch sports that badly. That's really what it comes down to. So it's not like to be forgiven, but you know it's kind of like yeah, yeah. Plug your ears. Don't listen to the shit. And it's just like watch your games, and that'll be that, right? And I I understand both sides. I get it. I get why I get teams wanting to make money. I. They're not, it's not a charity, I understand. But, you know, at some point, at some point, you've got to put some people first. You've got to put people first. They, these are your fans, remember. These are your fans. These are your people. This, this is your community. And you have a responsibility. And I think Texas Rangers have fucked this one up big time. But we'll see. We'll see. And uh, opening day was today, so I hope everybody enjoyed that. I didn't watch any of it, but who cares what I, what I do or what I think, right? All right. Well, on that note, let's... Um, I'm going to go ahead and end this one. But again, I thank everybody for for tuning in and giving me your time. And everybody, be safe out there. Um, have yourself a great week. Have a great Easter, long weekend. And um, we'll talk to you next time. All right, everybody, take care. Eric Grossman, under review, episode number six on the Sports Fluent Network. Take care.